You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs, with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, I'm Andrew Apanov. You're listening to Music Growth Talks. This is a podcast where I talk to different music industry experts, musicians with uh, great interesting stories to share, music tech startup owners, and so on in order to bring interesting tactics, strategies, insights uh, to help you grow your own music brand. Uh, If you are an artist, uh, work in the music industry, whatever you do, this uh, podcast is designed to help you in some way. Just remember that we cover different kinds of topics here. It's totally fine if um, you just check the title of a new episode uh, and read the description. I try to be as descriptive uh, in these ones as possible. I write all the descriptions myself clearly. And uh, if you feel that it's relevant, that it can help you grow, listen to it just uh, use your podcast app uh, to download for offline listening stream it we are available on all the various podcast platforms uh, and if it's not as relevant it's totally fine to skip it this is how i myself uh, consume podcast i'm subscribed to uh, a couple dozen podcasts and i check new ones all the time and uh, I'm a big fan of several, but it doesn't mean that I necessarily listen to all of the episodes there. I just hope that you stay subscribed and that the majority of the episodes I record for you are relevant and interesting to you. Um, but yeah, just for to, to mention that it's more than cool if you skip some. We're not delivering a particular storyline that connects the different episodes. I try to make each one as independent and... Uh, full as possible thank you all for listening uh, as a reminder there is a, a patreon page uh, patreon.com forward slash andrew which is a place to support this podcast if you want to and also access some exclusive stuff the uh, patreon only episodes and so on Today we've got a really cool, chill conversation with someone I already had uh, a chance uh, to interview for this podcast, uh, and I'm very excited to have him uh, here again. His name is Kevin Brunner, and he's the Vice President of Marketing at CD Baby, and he is a host for the DIY Musician podcast. I interviewed Kevin just a few days uh, after the DIY Musician Conference in Nashville. Uh, it, so it was uh, uh, August 24th to 26th. I think the uh, yeah our conversation took place on 28th or something like that. Uh, and so it was just fresh right after the conference. Uh, Kevin got a bit sick on his flight back home unfortunately but he did a great job to uh, share with us some uh, interesting and very fresh insights from this conference so check it out and uh, check out the show notes there are video recordings from uh, some of the sessions from the conference Uh, i wasn't there myself unfortunately but uh, hope to make it there uh, next year Uh, if you have any feedback or questions be sure to hit us up uh, 
uh, Kevin's uh, Twitter is in the show notes as well. Uh, you know, mine most probably, and you can shoot me an email or leave a comment on SoundCloud's uh, review on Apple Podcasts and so on. Thank you a lot for listening, and here we go. Kevin, welcome to Music Growth Talks. I'm excited to welcome you to the show again. It's the second time we are having the conversation with you here. And yeah, everyone who hasn't listened to the first uh, episode uh, with you yet, check it out in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to have you here again. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me again. It's really cool. We're recording this like right after the DIY music conference. It's it's ended like two days ago or literally yes. No, it was three yeah. days ago or something like that. Three yeah. days ago, yes, correct. So it's just to give an idea of when we're recording that to our listeners. And uh, it's something I want to talk to you about. And uh, I've got a bunch of questions. Unfortunately, I couldn't attend myself this year again. It sucks. Yeah, but anyway, I'm really glad to have you here once again. And before we talk about all these good music business stuff, how are things going with uh, Small Town Poets and your latest record? It's going well. You know, we're past the initial release cycle, you know, or the, the actual release announcement phase. And actually, the week of the conference, the conference started on Friday, but I flew down to Atlanta on Tuesday, did a show with the band on Wednesday, then drove up to Nashville on Thursday to do the CD Baby conference. So trying to squeeze it in where I can. We've got a run of shows in the Northwest coming up in October. So, you know, still trying to make it happen. It's going well. The, the record has had, uh, for those people that have heard it, has had a very positive response. And yeah, I'm glad that you shared some of the marketing activities you did for it on, on the podcast as well. You know, I'll link to that episode uh, in the show notes where you talk about different things you tried to implement yourself marketing your own records. How did it work out with asking the listeners to, to stream the record? I did, by the way. I did that. <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, so it's worked for me. But yeah, did you see... Spike and listens after the show came out? I didn't see necessarily spike and listens, but at our conference, I did talk to a bunch of our listeners that said that they were working on it, that they had, they had actually checked out the album. So, you know, I didn't expect it to, to drive a bunch of listens. I, you know, we just, Chris and I were just doing that just to be funny more than <laughs> anything. Yeah, still, I'm linking to it all in the show notes. And, uh, now, I had one big question to you. I just came up with it right before the recording. I was thinking about the DIY term you use a lot. Uh, and I mean, it's really cool that you make a focus on the indie musicians community. I mean, it's the core audience of CD Baby as a platform and, uh, you know, the podcast, the, the, all the educational material on the conference. Now, you just came from the conference where you saw a lot of fresh, engaged DIY musicians yourself. How would you describe a DIY musician? Are we thinking about um, a person, just uh, an artist who are just actually doing it all themselves, uh, figuring out how to build a, a business a team around them? How does it look like to you now in 2018? Well, you know, it could be different for everybody. But, uh, you know, coming back from our conference, what, what strikes me is that, one, the... Uh, the amount of talent out there is crazy. The, the, the people that come to our conference are so talented. Some of them are even just starting out. Others have uh, very lucrative careers. And I would say that, you know, you mentioned the idea of 
having a team around them. It really depends at where they're at, but ultimately, you know, if you do have success and have started building a team, it's really about owning your career. So it may not mean that you're doing everything yourself, but what it does mean is that you're, you know, pursuing your career on your own terms. And that's really what's important that an artist understand the marketplace, understand how it works and understand their options. So at the end of the day, they're retaining ownership of their career and doing it the way they want to. Because if you go the old school way with the, you know, like the the major label route back in the day, you weren't going to own your career. You were going to do what other people told you to do, whether you liked it or not. And in the end, you may not be satisfied with the art you're making. Yeah, 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 no, totally. That does make a lot of sense. Uh, And so which areas of uh, an artist's career do you see the most development in, like, these streaming royalties uh, increasing finally, or you see that, uh, you know, I don't know, the life scene is uh, looking better lately than some years before. Like, which areas of this whole ecosystem that an indie artist is facing these days is kind of improving? Maybe it's something that was covered anyhow on the conference as well. Well, I think... The one thing that's exciting is that it's getting easier and easier to reach fans directly, the people that you want that can potentially be, that are potentially interested in your music. Some of the things that you can do with Facebook ads, we had a a session at the conference about that, is amazing and it's pretty affordable. You know, there's practically everybody on the planet's on Facebook, so it's it's just a matter of understanding how to find and target those people with your music in a way that actually gets results. So some of that was covered. That's pretty exciting stuff. Then, you know, we're moving into an era where it's, there's, it's easier for artists to make sure that all their musical assets are completely monetized. And that's a lot of the work that we're doing with our publishing administration service and YouTube monetization and Facebook and Instagram monetization, which we're doing now. Those things are just opening up more and more revenue streams for artists And it's helping them understand that those things are there. And really all it is is them checking a box in their account and giving us the permission to to collect that money on their behalf and making sure they've done that. Because, you know, there's these social networks are using your music and many of them have not been paying. And those revenue streams are starting to come online. So just lots of opportunity. And even in the streaming world, you know, we've seen with our catalog, which we have 9 million tracks in the CD Baby catalog, that 2017, the back end revenue, the royalties artists earned from you know their music being streamed and downloaded exploded. And a lot of it was due to streaming. So streaming is really driving more adoption of independent artist music. So that's been exciting as well. That's important for many of our listeners to hear, I think, because... Uh... A lot of uh, musicians out there are still skeptical about ability to make money through streaming. And it's, it's, it's difficult, it's hard for sure. But knowing that the indie sector is making more money through streaming as well, it's not just the majors, I think it's important to talk about. And I mean, hopefully it will be resulting in high payouts for many independent musicians with, uh, with the amount of streams that they can generate with probably modest like fan bases they've got i mean it's still difficult but actually spotify is one of the topics i bet you talked about on uh, during the conference a lot do you have any particular 
insights you want to share on in regards to streaming world? Because I, I just want to, you know, it's like addressing an elephant in the room. Everyone is talking about streaming these days. It's a uh, it's really big topic. It is an important topic. Is there anything, any particular really cool insights that you heard or talked about yourself that you could share with us now? Yeah, I think the the first thing to know is that if you're not familiar with the platforms, it's real easy to be frustrated and just, you know, upset by where things have come. And most of the artists that I find that are still skeptical or wish it was back at the in the old days, most of them have not understood how these platforms work and how music fans are listening to music on them. And if you don't understand that, yeah, you're going to be frustrated because streaming brought a fundamental shift in how music fans engage with music. In the CD world and the download world, you would go to a store, whether physical store or online, and you would have to know what you wanted going in or have a good idea of what you wanted because you'd go You'd buy a specific artist, and then you'd listen to that music. And as you listened, you were selecting specific albums you wanted to listen. In a streaming world, all that's changed. In a streaming world, it's more about people searching for music by mood, by style, the activity they're going to do. Like, I'm going to work out. So here's a playlist of high-energy music that's good to work out to. Or I just want to chill and relax. Here's some music that will accomplish that. Then there's people talking to Alexa and, and Siri and just the entry points into the music are vast and very different than somebody who's going to a store or a music collection and thinking, this is the music I want to listen to at this moment. It provides an opportunity for the independent artist. If you understand that people are searching for music differently than they did in the past and understanding what that means for your music and how playlists can fit into that equation, Understanding that we've moved from a buying economy to a playing economy where it's not about selling something anymore. It's just about getting people to push the play button. And how are how can you get fans to push that play button more and more? And how can you get people that have never heard your music push that play button? Because it's so easy. It's free. And it, it actually takes the pressure off artists from being a salesperson, which we all hate to just being somebody that's excited about this music and it becomes all about the music again. So I think that's a great place that we're at with streaming. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm with you on all these points, uh, for sure. Going back to one somewhat related thing that you talked about right before we switched to the streaming topic about the importance of collecting royalties from different channels and uh, handling publishing well and so on. This information may be outdated relatively soon, but right now I think it's still fresh. Do Could you share with us how it looks with Facebook specifically? It'll work similar to the way how it's worked on YouTube. They have their own fingerprinting system. And so it'll work similar way to as YouTube. It's all brand new. Like they just turned that on earlier this year. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and, and how they, you know, they're still sort of, developing the system and it'll morph over time but it's similar to how youtube monetization is working right okay makes sense uh, cool has there been any particularly interesting uh, case studies let's say uh, musicians who shared their stories or you were impressed by 
as you know it doesn't have to be you know a million dollar like uh, success story but someone doing something on their own maybe using the tools that you at CD Baby pro- provide and you know just achieving some something cool so particularly at the conference did you meet any musicians who shared stories like that yeah we had uh, one particular artist his name is Lance Allen he's a instrumental guitar player and he has uh like 600,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and most of that is just he built some relationships with some playlists and playlisters and he started writing music or doing cover songs uh, instrumental you know solo guitar cover song versions of popular songs and pitching to these playlists to the point where some of them are asking him to do uh, certain songs so they can have it on their playlist. So he, he was interviewed. And so people like that, they're approaching the market totally different. He's making a lot of money. He has millions and millions of streams and he's not touring. You know, he's somebody that's just in Nashville and does a lot of that. I think he, I think he does a little teaching on the side, but uh, in general, he's found a way to harness the, how the platforms work to his advantage. And so we had him speak. And there's a couple other artists that spoke as well. It was hard for me. Usually when we get back, that's when I get to go back and listen to a lot of the sessions because I'm working the conference, so I don't get to sit in, in very many of them. Right. That's true. Yeah, I, it's, it would be unfair for me to ask for too much from you right now because you just came from there literally to everyone listening to us right now so be sure to check out the show notes for a link to a playlist on city baby's youtube channel where you can watch uh, a bunch of recordings from the sessions in full like our alone sessions really cool that you are doing that i mean it's lately it's, you know it's somewhat like a standard like many other conferences are doing that but it's it's very important that you uh, make this uh, knowledge and content available it's not the same as being at the conference yourself for sure but still being able to to watch these recordings listen to the speakers to the keynotes uh, it's really cool and yeah a lot of the topics that we have talked about so far today facebook and spotify youtube sessions it's all available yeah, here in this playlist, I'm just looking at it right now. That's really cool for the artists as well. And uh, this is a really interesting one with uh, with the one doing covers primarily. So uh, he distributes it for City Baby, as I understand. We covered that topic uh, a few times on this show, but it was like years ago when we talked about it last time. Yeah, maybe you have any any particular tips to those listeners of ours who are into covering other artists and they don't yet know how exactly they can sell the music that's not their original. So maybe just a brief reminder how it works with a distributor. Yeah, so basically if a song has been released publicly, you know, I'm speaking mostly from the U.S. perspective, I I know that a lot of other countries, it's exactly the same, but once it's been released publicly, you have the ability to do your own version of the song, but you just need to get a license. So when you're distributing it, when you sign it up, we have the option to get the license for you and uh, secure that cover song license on your behalf so you can 
release it free and clear legally and not have anything to worry about. And yeah, cover songs are a great way in order for you to tap into an audience that you haven't reached yet. Or, you know, what the one way I phrased it is it's it's you're speaking a musical language that somebody already knows. So if you're doing your own unique version of that song, it's uh, something that is already familiar to new listeners, something that most likely they like because you're probably doing a cover song because it's a good song. And therefore, it's a great way to introduce yourself to them because here's a song they like. And now here's this artist doing an interesting take on it that they find appealing. So I highly encourage artists to try cover songs. It's a great way to get, you know, some momentum around you as an artist. You know, and there are different approaches. You know, there are some people that are just trying to game the system a bit and just try and piggyback on, you know, whatever big hit pop song came out today. That might be your strategy, but it also might just be that you've found us an artist that had big impact on, you know, who you are and you like their music and their songs are well known and and it's a way for you to draw some connections between your influences and tap into new fans. So there's lots of ways you can approach doing cover songs, but I highly recommend it. We make it easy. When you distribute your song, you just let us know that it's a cover and we secure the license for you and you're all set. No, that's and yeah, I actually have been recommending um, musicians uh, to at least consider covering something fresh that's just came out. Maybe there is no music video on YouTube, so you can you know appear in search results and YouTube fast and so on. It's not been working all that well in the past years, from what I see. So it's not that as effective as before. In a way, it's cool. So it does give uh, more creative freedom in a way to musicians who just want to cover a song they're interested in. It still needs to be strategic in my uh, opinion. I would just uh, remind everyone to check uh, Google Trends to see if there is any interest in a song you're about to cover at all. Because still, I mean, getting this free traffic from just search on YouTube or Google or rather like, I don't know, SoundCloud is or streaming platforms and, and digital stores. It's not something you want to completely kind of refuse but um no that's good that you explained uh, that hopefully it's still useful to some of our listeners we may be talking about uh, some of the basic things here but uh you know it's always applicable and useful to someone out there so i just uh, keep shooting this uh, random questions to you about the different things i know were covered at the conference and once again i'm just really curious about the different uh, trends and things highlighted there i know that you don't know like every single thing that was covered there uh, one of the things i really wanted to ask you about is uh actually touring live shows and uh live performance and getting booked and so on do you have any yeah so any insights on that big theme we had we had several sessions about that and one was about touring in europe and i did see a bit of that one which was really cool but you know i think the th- not a whole lot has changed in that world as far as the best approach to get shows. The main thing is, is that, you know, when you're trying to get shows, you're talking to somebody on the other end who's got a job to do, the club booker, the, the promoter, they've got a job to do. And that is bring people into their club that will bring out, uh, you know, fill the room, sell alcohol, sell food. And, you know, that's what their job is. And so, You got to remember as an artist when you approach these people that you can't make empty promises like, oh, we're going to bring 200 people, but the biggest show you've ever done was for 20. 
you can't, uh, you know, leave them with a bad taste in their mouth. You need to show up. You need to be respectful. And so a lot, not a lot, a lot has changed with that world. But, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunities for artists to build a music community and do things where, you know, maybe there's a playlist of all the, the similar bands in your city that everyone's sharing. And then you guys are doing shows together and approaching club bookers in that way, like saying, hey, we all banded together and created this local playlist that's got a lot of listeners and a lot of activity. Uh, let us do a show themed around this playlist and several of the bands will play. Uh, so there's options like that. Really, you know, a lot of these people are looking for social proof. The idea that you have a following that matches what you're saying and that they can rely on you for a certain number of people to come in through the door and pay a, a cover charge. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so there was there was discussion around that. People, you need to get out on the road if it fits their music and what they're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, there's always good conversation around that. Cool. You know, it's, uh, yeah, everything you, you mentioned is still very important. I guess uh, the word of mouth and just making a good impression on the promoters and uh, venues is also important. We just started working with a band. They don't have uh, that many listeners just yet. They have a, a great live show and they don't promise uh, their, uh, the, the promoters or the venues that they will bring a lot of people on the shows, but they deliver, you know, three, four, five hours kick-ass sets that are, uh, keep everyone in the room in there and, uh, you know, people buy more booze and so on. So they're really good at keeping people engaged. It's not, you know, so easy to use that to, to book new shows, but it helps with uh, these promoters recommending the band to others just because, you know, uh, good music is good music. And uh, if uh, it really works life, it's... Um, It's something that can be used for marketing as well. No, uh, good stuff. Uh, uh, once again, I think uh, it's, it really is a good idea for everyone who's listening to us right now to check out uh, all the recordings from from the conference, from City Babies DIY Musician Conference uh, 2018, in, which happened in Nashville. And uh, I haven't watched all of them yet myself. I definitely am interested in finishing if, at least a few more. And uh, uh, I know that you uh, are going to host the next one in Austin next year. Is it correct? That is correct. We'll be in Austin, Texas, and it's going to be a good time. Are the dates announced yet or not? I don't recall that. But... Yeah, the dates. I'm opening my calendar because I'm trying to remember the exact dates so I don't give out wrong, wrong information. It is August 16th through 18th. August 16th through 18th in Austin, Texas. It's going to be a great time. Austin's a, uh, an amazing city. I've had the privilege of going there many times over the last you know, handful of years, and it's really going to be a great event. So I encourage people to, to be there. We'll have tickets on sale pretty quickly, some early bird tickets, and it'll be worth jumping in on that because the price will go up throughout the year but if you get in on the early bird tickets it's really affordable totally yeah and what's the website for that so to spell out for those of our listeners on the go diymusiciancon.com so diymusiciancon.com and we don't have the information up yet we're in the process of changing stuff over right now but uh if you bookmark it check back occasionally and also if you're on cd baby's email list we'll definitely be emailing people to let them know when those are up 
and available. Cool, cool. That's uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, looking forward to that. I'll I'll try to make it there finally. And uh, yeah, so uh, definitely something that um, a lot of indie musicians out there, DIY musicians out there are going to benefit from. Once again, really cool that you're sharing it, trying to share as much of this information online with everyone as well. Before we wrap it up, uh, any particular news announcements uh, related to the CD Baby platform that you could share with us or anything you're working on for this for the remaining of the year? Uh, well, we're working on a, a really amazing tool that is going to be coming out. V1 of it will be coming out in October. So I can't really speak more about it now, but stay tuned and uh, you'll be hearing about it then. And so that's something I'm excited about. We're, we're always doing things to improve the distribution process and experience for our artists. So lots happening there that's rolling out all the time. But yeah, this fall we have something new coming and I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome. So yeah, looking forward to the news. I'm intrigued now. So we may have to get you back sometime in the future to talk about the new City Baby features. So yeah, thank you so much for uh, for sharing some fresh news right from the uh, City Baby conference. Uh, and uh, yeah, Kevin, uh, let us know if you have any particular insights. I just don't want to, you know, I know that you, uh, you've been beat under the weather. Sorry for that. Uh, so, <laughs> but, right. but, but yeah, still, if, you, if there is anything you'd still like to share with us, let us know. Otherwise, it's all good. Well, I, I definitely encourage people to check out those videos. That playlist you mentioned on YouTube has... I don't know, probably about 10 sessions uh, from the conference. And... Or maybe it's fewer because some of those are like previews, but there are 15 videos, I see. Okay, 15. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, and so check those out. It'll give you a good sense of what happens there and lots of great information. We work really hard to make sure it's actionable advice for independent artists and useful for them and it's uh, information that they can take and apply to their career. So check those out and yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, thanks for having me. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you all for listening. As usual, don't forget to check out the links we were talking about. So it's dotedmusic.com. Find uh, a post with the title of uh, this very episode. It's uh, episode number 118. And uh, feel free to ask us any questions. Uh, it's will be really cool if you decide to go uh, to the DIY Musician Conference in Austin next year as well. I hope to be there too. Really hard to say at this very moment. We'll see. And uh, uh, thank you once again for checking it out. We are working on some cool, uh, interesting events right now, including uh, a free branding webinar, which is going to happen in two weeks. If you are listening to this recording, uh, After it was released, then uh, check out uh, my newsletter and social media feeds for all the details and to sign up. Uh, it's going to be a really cool one. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, check out the next episode in two weeks as usual. And thank you a lot for listening and subscribing to Music Growth Talks. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.